This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ, this is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas, and I was just joking with my guest a moment ago about toxic masculinity. Uh, how toxic is that intro, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was good. I was excited by that, actually. Yeah. Uh, that was... Buff, so seeing all those images was good. Well, that was actually me shooting a 50 cal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. good. Uh, all right. Now, where you're at is... Uh, I was just curious. You know, I've been watching Australia with all the craziness down there. And I think Facebook just said that they can't even share news and they're they're isolating mm. them even further over there and and the one thing that sticks out in my mind is they took away their ability to have guns i think in 96 yeah. and i keep thinking is that part of 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 why they're 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 being so bullied right now yeah where you're at are you guys yes do you have guns yeah yeah yeah. yeah we're allowed to okay. have guns it's not easy and they're trying to make it harder to to own a firearm what you're saying now about australia they're probably kicking themselves now that they handed in all their guns yeah, unbelievable. And and you would think that they would be kicking themselves and Americans would be paying attention, but they are, are not. You know, interesting enough, I posted what Facebook did about the news silence or, or and somebody commented, somebody I knew well, well-meaning, I guess, says, that's fine by me. I'm tired of hearing the news. There's plenty of news. And I just want to be able to talk about my friends and show my pictures. And I thought, <laughs> yes, um, people listen. have such a hard time connecting the, the, the ideas. Nick Caturano, Caturano. I must just because my accent is not the same as yours. So I I say Caturano, but you, earlier you said Caturano. Is that right? That's that, they're good. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> you work for Disney and have for many many years. What's your story? Uh, I was I've been a, I've been an employee for sixteen years. Uh, I've been involved in in union representing union there. Um, so I've been involved in helping cast members, workers' rights, uh, fighting for, for operational things um, here in the United States and, and maybe the world. I haven't paid attention so much overseas. The corporate landscape, it used to be you take care of your employees, your employees take care of your guests, your guests bring you in the money, everybody's happy, everybody shares. But now it's the opposite way, money at all costs, and then everything else falls into line. And I and I always say that I was always working towards bring helping Disney and and other companies I work for as well, uh, helping them even against their will, to stay a, in as a healthy environment. So fighting for employees' rights and safety and and things like that I think was very structurally beneficial to them themselves. Uh, so so I've I've been involved mm-hmm. with Disney in a lot of ways, um, just not as an employee, but but also in getting things done. On, on that level. It's hard to know, you know, what comes first, the, the chicken or the egg with Disney on the mandates. Uh, I, I generously say that Disney itself, they're in a tough position either way. If at face value, let's say they're, they're, mm. the, they're Switzerland and all this, they're neutral, if they were. Mm. If, they, if, they, if they do the mandates, they're gonna get pushed back. If they don't do the mandates, they're gonna get pushed back, at least in the environment here that we have in the United States with our president, uh, who went on and did a big press conference about mandating for companies 100 or more and touted Disney as one of the shining examples. Um, the, the interesting thing is that they have sold it, and I'm sure there, 
as it's your it's your duty as a citizen to protect other people by getting these shots and by doing so we're going to accomplish we're going to eradicate it we're going to keep everybody safe and we're going to go back to normal those have been the three goals which i think we all agree with we all want to eradicate it we all don't want to get or spread it and we all want a sense of normalcy again whatever that's going to look like uh so disney is selling it like that but what we're noticing at disney and everywhere now around the world as we're seeing data out of israel singapore mm-hmm. here in the united states that that that's not being you know falsified but the real stuff that we could we could look at is that these vaccines are not keeping people from getting covid they're not getting people for, keeping people from spreading covid there is really good data suggesting that a lot of the sicknesses are as a result of the vaccine and even at disney mm. we know people that have died with from covid with the vaccine so the fact that they're still pushing forward with the mandates and somebody like me who recently had COVID, I have natural immunity. That's that's another case against getting the shot. And yet they're still pushing forward with it regardless leads to the belief that it's it's a lot more nefarious and there's something bigger at work here. Um, I think we agree on that. Um, and Disney's just plowing forth. As I begun my fight out in the open, the news, we've gotten a lot of media coverage with our rallies, with uh, doing press, and but most of the main, we've had a blackout on mainstream media and the local media that's covered it has covered only superficial from the top, we're against the vaccines. But when we have nurses, medical people, paramedics, firefighters, cast members there explaining why we're against the mandates, using data and everything else, it's a total blackout. They won't allow any of mm-hmm. that to reach people. Um, so I, 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 it's, it's, it's hard to really understand. We could guess, we, we, we hear a lot of reasoning on why this is. Um, but at the root of it, what really motivated me in the beginning, we could explore it a little bit more was when I discovered when we got COVID and we got better with ivermectin pretty quick. And I had to go to the hospital in the beginning because of my heart rate and preexisting conditions. And they sent me home with Tylenol and said, come back if you go into crisis, Mm -hmm. but they offered me nothing where prior to COVID, they'd give you some kind of antibiotic something if you had a high fever and, and, and a flu and, and stuff. As I looked at that and I looked at the protocols, at least here in America, I'm not sure what they are there, where they're giving a failed drug like remdesivir, which is failed in clinical trials, killed people. And all of a sudden that got catapulted to the standard of care that's being pushed around the country. You realize yeah. at least from the top level, it's mass murder. Yeah. And 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 they're convinced people and and the argument is early treatments save lives we've seen it here in florida so we we our governor did the monocular antibodies clinics our hospitalization on the second wave rate wave went like like this he did all clinics around the, the the state and they dropped like this and right away our president biden cut in half the amount of the ability to get those antibodies into the state so it showed you it was political and the my whole argument has been I'm attacking the narrative, not Disney itself, because if I attack the narrative, the house of cards falls and the idea of a mandate becomes ridiculous. And the narrative is built on lack of early treatments, therapeutics at work, therapeutics at work, which exist, would take away the emergency use for the vaccine and they would plummet the hospitalization and death rates, which is the the stick that the media and the leaders use to beat people into fear with 
which creates the irrationality, which makes people so scared that the vaccine is the only thing. So they line up and then they turn and they are the aggressors against the unvaccinated because they're convinced in that irrational state of irrational state of mind that they are the guilty party. And for it's because of them that everybody's getting sick and dying. But when we see Singapore and we see Israel, just two to mention, and then we have data out of, out of India, that's pretty amazing right now. Yeah, with we that that, yeah, we see that that's not the case, right? The, the, the more you get vaccinated, the worse those countries are. So that's that's blowing that whole theory out of the water. And I think many good people wanted it to be true. We had hoped it was true. I had mm -hmm. hoped it was true. Like, oh, you know, it'd be great if they could have vaccine. But I'm going to sit on the sidelines and wait because I'm not that anxious yeah. to put that in my body until I know what the long term data is, because I know better just from just from medicine and science. I'm not one guy that wants to put in aspirin every time I get a headache. Um, but it's been an amazing psychop, I guess would be the word, right? It is the word, yes. Yeah, the, the, the social engineering that they've done to all of us on this. And it's uh, it's just been incredible. It's incredible just to watch. I mean, if it was a movie, what kind of movie is this? It's This is, you know, it's, it's just been amazing to watch. Uh, Joe Biden is making America sick again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in waves. In waves. Here in the United States, when when uh, the local largest paper, Orlando Sentinel, covered our story, and that was after Joe Rogan, which is uh, yeah. for, the, for your, you know, yeah. world famous podcaster. And he got better from ivermectin. It was really interesting when he got sick. People were writing his obituaries. They were sending each other gifts. They were all thrilled that he got COVID because they, they considered him just because he asked questions and, and spoke out. And then when he got better, it's like their heads exploded. They were all freaked, you know, and mm -hmm. the and the attacks, the hit jobs, even the Rolling Stone. You would think that's a liberal paper, right? And they they attacked ivermectin and said people, and you know, were overdosing. And they turned out that that was false. And when we told our story in our fight against Disney and the rally, the local paper said that we took a disproven horse tra uh, medicine. And we know... We, Right, 2005 or 15, it won a Nobel Prize for outstanding work in humans. It's an off-label drug, but it's very successful. And India now is proving. And you uh, and you look at Peru. Right? You, you know the data in Peru, right? That Peru was using it. Death rates dropped 13 times. And then the next government decided we don't want yes. ivermectin. Got up 14 times. We have the data over and over that says this stuff is working. I, I'll describe it like this. If you have children and you're living with them and you're watching them grow, you're kind of accustomed, right? You don't see the growth as much. You might reflect on it from time to time. But if you're an aunt or uncle and you don't see the kids for a couple of years, you see the drastic changes in growth. Being enmeshed in it, I could just say that for the most part, regardless of how people felt and, and, and what their lifestyles were like and, and everything we were all got along we used to at our at our particular location we used to have sporting events and kickball and and we had parties and you know i used to dj and we dj these parties and have a, a great time with all of us but prior to the last when the right when the other last election cycle started prior to 2015 something went haywire and everything got politicized and the people that were your friends were now your enemies, you know, 
and it just got really kind of weird like that. Um, and I think that kind of shaped a lot of what was going on in, in, in Disney as well. It, it just happened around the country, but that Disney has been the on the forefront of these culture wars where they really feel empowered and uh, and they feel a sense of responsibility to carry the torch forward with with these culture wars that we see. Um, and then you see it here in America. I'm not sure how it's going there, but it's gone to, to, to crazy extremes. A lot of things are crazy, has, have gone to really crazy extremes. And uh, Disney has, has done a lot of that. You know, they're, they're in the forefront. And, and some of the things I noticed, and, and this is a, a little off topic, but you, you'll see when there was a, the abortion uh, in Georgia, Florida, there were, there were some abortion things, and there was a lot of filming that happens in Georgia. And uh, Disney came out, the head, I can't remember his name right now. He just, he just stepped down from his position. But he uh, said, well, I'm taking all the movies out of, out of Georgia. And, you know, he made a big statement and he was standing for what they felt was the righteous moral cause of keeping abortions going. But yet you see them doing business in China and you see mm. the abuses, the human abuses, right? The Uyghurs, the, the Muslim people, the, the, the social credit score system that locks people down for disagreeing with a lot of things. You're seeing that go on there. And it's not just Disney, right? It's all corporate America and, and major national corporates. They want that money over there. Mm. So it's easier to be a to find the cause to stand behind and to rally behind here in the States and to act like you're the good guy. But when 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 you clearly close your eyes and say nothing while you're making billions somewhere else, you're showing clearly it's all about the money. And a lot of that, I think a lot of it goes back to it's it's a lot of it's all about the money. Um, but at the same time, the culture wars is really it's an interesting turn of events. And it's interesting because our country split down the middle and I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. But I'm not sure money matters anymore to a lot of these corporations. It seems like it's just a a runaway train to break everything down so that they can pick up the pieces and do something with it. And uh that's just what I could figure out because none of it makes any sense. Well, it's the new normal. People, people are incredibly resilient and adjustable. I mean, it's been amazing to watch this, right? So all of a sudden people are wearing the mask and they've just kind of adjusted. Um, and, and then Disney has also has been, you know, you can't even just show up to the parks unless you make a reservation. There's no spontaneity anymore. And I think a lot of a lot of society now has it, with the ideas like new york city with the vaccine passports and stuff everything's becoming hyper controlled i have a friend that just came back from korea he went there to teach english he just got back and he says it was the worst six weeks of his life because they now have everything on an app and you can't order a cab you can't order food you can't go to to the hospital you can't do anything unless you get it approved through this app the problem is he didn't have one and he couldn't get one and even to escape out of the country and lose his money that he had made after, I don't know, like a month or something, he said he couldn't even get to the airport. Um, and he couldn't get anybody to help him because mm. he didn't have this ability through this app. And he couldn't get one because he couldn't get anybody to help him because everything was done from a distance. And that seems to be the dysphorian future we're headed towards that they all are part of and even disney seems to be a part of this where everything goes into this app and everything's micromanaged 
and you feel this kind of readjusted sense of freedom in making your own choices, but your own choices are within yeah. this confines that they're constructing it and, and packaging for you. Yeah. And there was an old movie called The Jerk with Steve Martin. I don't know if you're familiar yep. with it, but I don't know if you remember at the carnival and he has this big wall of gifts, right? If he guesses your weight and he looks at the wall and he keeps choosing and then he gets down and he says, between the chiclets and the erasers, between here and here is what you can have. And it feels like what they're offering us is, look, come into this system that we're protecting you in and we're doing it for your safety and we're we're giving you all these choices within these frameworks. But what they don't realize is those frameworks are closing in and eventually what you're going to be handed is you're going to have to, I wrote a, a paper recently, I can't remember for who, but we're going to have to be negotiating and bartering our freedoms on a regular basis like Israel now your vaccine passport expires until you take the next shot. Well, the more and more they gain, gain that sense of power, I have a feeling it's going to be something similar to mm. you're going to be constantly bartering to remain the freedoms you want. And because you've given so much up, you're going to keep going down that rabbit hole because I've already done this far. Yeah. And that's the problem that once you conform and you surrender, you it's just like any abusive situation or abusive relationship right you've invested so much you start counting in your investment rather than all the freedom you've lost and i yeah. think that's the psychop that's going on the psychological warfare is they're trying to get you to they're trying to break you down to get that shot now you're invested once you're invested it's one more shot it's one more thing but it's not going to end there no because they right and, and eventually, you know, as the Great Reset goes, as we hear, you will own nothing and be happy. The goal is you'll get have nothing happy. If you want something, you'll rent it and it'll show up. But, I mean, critical thinking would go, yeah. well, who owns what I'm renting? But nobody gets that far because people are so dumbed down. And, like, you know, George Orwell, 1984, people are going to be so focused on their screen, they're not paying attention to what's happening around them. I doubt he even saw this coming, but this is yeah. what we got. It, it was a long time coming, right? So when we talk about culture and the culture wars, and you're seeing things take place that maybe from a Christian conservative view, um, I'm an open-minded Christian in, in the sense I, I live and let live, and I and I and I love and respect everybody. Um, but you saw the freedoms eroding towards our ability to share our faith openly, or to just you know. You, you start feeling you started feeling the pressure of you knew people were looking down at you mm. and and some people told me to my face you know they had problems with things I I believed and stuff like that and 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 especially and it was all you know if you were conservative and you didn't support Hillary Clinton or or Biden you automatically got lumped in to this framework that you were all these bad things together so you didn't want to openly say, I'm over here or over there. You just wanted to deal with the issues, which is what I tried to do. But there got to a point where you couldn't talk openly even about issues because it was all so demonized. So you saw all these things happening like that on a, on a million issues and on race, for example. And, and that, that, that whole uh, you know, CRT and, and things like that. Um, so seeing all those things, and yet I like many people get go along to get along as i say a lot 
we just kind of go along to get along. I, I wrote on my op-ed in uh, goofyvaccine.com. I understood when these COVID came and the vaccines that a lot of people were fearful and they were irrational. Um, they were driven to irrationality. So I, I try to understand that from a human point of view and not a judgment point of view and giving people that space. But once it's okay for you to think terribly of me, I don't care what you think of me. I'm, I'm old enough now that that's not going to affect my life. I don't want you to think terribly of me, but I'm okay with it. And you could think terribly about my belief systems and, and, and anything mm -hmm. you want. I'll live with that and I'll continue to be me. And I will outshine you and outlast you because I have the moral fiber and the integrity that will prove that by the grace of God. But where you're seeing, once you start now, it's no longer okay to have a belief. It's no longer okay to have autonomy. And we're going to force you into something and we're going to take your job away as a result of it. And you're seeing society itself gearing up here in the United States. I'm not sure everywhere else where they're trying to take your ability to, you know, do anything mm. unless you conform. Then I, I then I, I realize, OK, this is the line in the sand. I'm a big student of history. I have always been fascinated by the different revolutions and, and, and you know, Marxism and nazism and 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 even in the past the the ancient cultures i've always been fascinated by what led people to believe what they did and how they went about it and you could clearly see i think i, I watched something where somebody said we are already at the sixth step of 10 of 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 going forth with genocide and they're breaking people down right and trump and biden trump biden has tried to vocally say I'm going to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. That makes no sense. But at the same time, trying to demonize a certain group of people. And here in the United States, what was interesting is how they subtribed us, right? It was gay, not gay, or not supportive of gay. It is, you know, race wars where they started that over the summer, where if you dig into a lot of those instances, it turned out a lot of it was false on how they presented it and how they embellished it to to incite things when you look at all the data and the police and stuff like that and then you know it's the vaccinated and the unvaccinated so they're creating all these subtribes that so you're not even splitting two you're splitting 20. and i realize that if i if i continue to be quiet now there will be no tomorrow and uh i had to resolve in my mind and me and my wife had to resolve in our mind okay there, it's there's going to be a cost and as some people have already told me in the open, you've been so vocal, you're never going to get a job anywhere. You know, that's something I had to face. So that 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 has uh, that that has hopefully that answers. I don't even remember what the question because once we cross this line, passports are next, and mm. there will be a Pandora's box of an elite wish list, almost like mockingly. Oh, now you got to do this. Now you yeah. got to do that because they've at least here in the States, they've already proven themselves to be that way. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of these elite. We have the Met Gala, which is a museum where our our Congress people who are out progressively outspoken go out there. They don't have the mask on, but all the camera people, all the workers, everybody's got a mask. <laughs> There's two sets of people. Yeah. So they're telling you what to do, but they're mocking you to your face because I'm not doing it. It's theater. It's theater. It's yeah. absolute theater. 
It's absolute theater. And, and if they were more sincere and they really believe these things, I'd have a little bit more patience and, and, and understanding. But once you come to the realization that it's just theater mm. and it's just messaging and they're killing people as yep. a result of this yep. messaging, that's that, 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 that enough's enough. As, as, as much as they made this guy Trump as a totalitarian and everything, he was brash, but all his policies were right. All his policies were right. He got it. He got he got pretty much everything right, and it was all led to freedom and freedom yeah. of choice. The totalitarians are on the other side, clearly. Yeah. And without a shadow of a doubt, or even a, or even a consideration. So, yeah, we would have been way better off. And um, we, and, and, and and he exposed a lot of it, right? He, Before, yes. Prior to that, we you know we just had uh, America. Is it American Airlines? I think it's American Airlines. They a, a lot of them just walked out. All yes. like 14, 1400 flights were canceled. Yeah. I got word fortunately being in this fight, I got word a couple of days prior. And you know, in a passing conversation uh, when I was working on something else and I didn't really pay attention then all of a sudden it happened. And then the media is covering it bad weather. And then you see yeah. people on TV going, "How come all the other airlines are still going?" If it's bad weather, I just and, and they're on their phones checking the weather on both sides. It's not happening, but the media has gotten so crazy, like the just uh, let's go Brandon, you know, that even <laughs> when it's even when it's obvious and and they're playing whack a mole, they're trying to keep all this stuff yeah. down. But it's giving me hope because there's only so much of this. And and my observation this morning to somebody was just like me. I've been a newsmaker now, and mm -hmm. when I watch the press treat me that way and lie about what I'm saying, mm. it exposes them and wakes me up even more. And all these pilots and all these people in the in in, in the in that industry, they're yeah. watching the media lie about them and they know yeah. better. And all the people stuck at the airport are pissed and they are watching the media lie and they're all on TV now going, You're lying to us. Yeah. And I think that's causing a mass awakening because you can't keep it all down as the newsmakers are watching the media lie about what their their news that they're making, and I and I think that's a positive thing. The yeah, only definitely. Thing I, oh, the only the only thing I fear, and I and you know ultimately I put my faith in God, so I can't fear. I just trust Him through the whole process. Is that these crazy people who have invested so much into all that they've done? and all that they're lying and all that they're controlling, they're not going to give up that easy, no matter, you know, how many people. Um, so it's it's really important that people wake up and stand up and speak out. Are you not putting your job on the line? Sure. Sure. Uh, and, I, and, and that's the amazing thing. I've still been working. I keep waiting for them to walk me out. But fortunately, you know, because they've controlled so much of the mass press, I haven't made the mass press. And if you're not looking at those certain channels and those podcasts mm. and stuff, you're not hearing the story. Um, but fortunately, there hasn't been any uh, any incidences at work. Nobody's recognized me or made an issue. Of course, I got a mask on, so you could only see like like this much <laughs> this much of me. Um, and they've allowed me to work, and nobody's approached me or said anything uh, up to now. Um, I'd like to believe that they believe in free speech, so they 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 expected a certain amount of of pushback. Uh, so I I'd like to believe that's the case. I imagine I create a by standing up 
and being so vocal and out in the open, I gotta be creating some complications on what to do with me. Um, but I, I've been grateful to work. It, it's 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 been actually essential normalcy to be yeah. able to go to work and do my job in the middle of everything I'm dealing with because I'm from morning till night I'm dealing with all this stuff, organizing and and working on lawsuits and everything. Um, so I've, I actually enjoy going to work for eight hours and, uh, and, and just having a sense of normalcy because I have to focus on my job. I don't have to think on anything. And, and I've enjoyed that. So I, I've been grateful for that. Do you still enjoy going to work? Yeah. Yeah. I still enjoy going to work. I still like my job. You know, I really enjoy going, going to work and doing my job and interacting with mm -hmm. people and, and not so much more, but before we had people from all over the world and, and and I got a real big kick out of communicating with people that didn't understand with me. And I started learning little bits of, of many languages and uh, just being able to con communicate with a family that doesn't understand you. Right. And at the end of the meal, they stand up and they want to hug you. Yeah. It, 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 you know, that's a really good thing. It's, it's, it's a really good thing. Are there a lot of you? Yeah, there's more of me than they're willing to stand up and show. The fear has been, you know, I have gotten so many emails and, and, and so many phone calls of people that are extremely scared. Um, a lot of people have caved. There was a date, October 6th, to take the last shot. Uh, a lot of people caved. An amazing amount of people caved, but they're resentful over it. Uh, some people are having their, their reactions. Some people are psychologically really damaged by the idea that they took something they didn't want to take. Um, but there's still a lot of us. There's still a lot of us. And by me standing up and speaking out, it's little by, it keeps bringing more and more people out because even Facebook and all these channels are hard to reach people because we're all so isolated. That's been the, the, the thing. If you're, if you're giving the narrative that they want, you're going to have the, the, the reach you could dream of. Yeah. But if you're going against the narrative, your reach is really limited. And when I start trying to share stuff on different pages that in the past I had total access to, I get deleted right away. So it's it's been a, a harder process to find people. But I did another interview and the inter, uh, this morning and the interviewer had names to give me of people who had kids that were working for Disney that were needing help. So part of this uh media blitz that I've been doing has been bringing attention and I've been surprised that I could do a podcast in the mm -hmm. UK with Richie Allen and then somebody from Disney will reach out and say I saw you on Richie Allen I didn't know yeah. you, were, you know you know so that's 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 kind of a fascinating process as well will you cave no no I'm pretty stubborn <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty stubborn I'm pretty resolved and I think my my deep conviction is on Christ as a Christian, and my conscientious objection to all this is founded on my faith. Uh, I was motivated by Ephesians five one, which is have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Um, yeah, there's no caving. I I can't. But income, I mean, are you? Are you willing to, to, to lose that? I don't want to lose the income, but, you know, I'm trusting God for the results. I felt led to this place. It's, I'll give you a perfect example. During the pandemic shut down and working with the union, we started a little food bank, 200 families, and it, it grew into thousands of families. 
And during that process of helping so many people in the community, all of a sudden I started doing a lot of press. CNN was showing up at my house and, and, and different press and I, and I got good at it for some reason. And during the whole process, I turned to my wife and I go, this is all really weird. You know, I, it's like, I feel, I feel God is preparing me for something, but I don't think this is it, but this is the vehicle. And because we really care my wife is me and my wife and i have always been involved in helping families uh co-workers but even extended into their families um when a lot of family members that i knew of, of friends and stuff got covid i did a lot of research so i knew the supplements and quercetin and zinc and black seed oil and i would do these care packages and i would send them out and fortunately to everybody that we send these care packages even the older uh the, the, the parents of, of friends and stuff Everybody got better. Um, so I gained, I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because it was, you know, God has works, good works prepared for you in advance. And I walked into those good works, but at the same time, it built a lot of goodwill. And I think if anybody was going to be a spokesman at Disney, I feel those things, when people that love me now hate me, they got to sit there and think, well, when I was in that battle and nobody else was there with me, even within my like-minded people, Nick got in the battle and brought me all these resources and was on it night and day. And, uh, and my goal in all that is to win people over, right? Even, you know, so psychologically, I'm always trying to win people over and always trying to bring people closer to any level of truth because I think it's, I think they're two paths. And if you're going this direction, you're going to this level of truth, or you're going that direction, you're, you're going to another, or let's say you're going towards the light or you're going away from the light. And I've used those opportunities, or God has used those opportunities because it wasn't planned, that I have paid the, paved the road and built up... Mm when people look at me, you know, and, and you want to hate me and, and there's a temptation to say, as many have said, that I'm killing people. And I've had uh, like Brian Ross, uh, the, the chief uh, correspondent who uh, journalist who got fired from there. But he, he just recently did a hit job on live radio with me saying that I was trying to kill people. But for those right. But for those who know me and, and it's been a blessing because all a lot of people have come to me and say, Nick, I don't agree with you or I don't fully understand, but I know you. And that has been rewarding in itself. And I think it has helped me fight this fight from a more unique position where if I was just some crazy conservative or alt-right guy, it's easier to demonize me. But people have a hard time putting me in the box because when it comes to social issues, when it comes to fair pay, when it comes to safety issues, when it comes to just man, my family's in trouble and I don't know what to do and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do my best to help you. I think it's hard to put me into that box. And I think that's why the ministry of small things in people's lives are so important. And, you know, and that's something that, that really frustrates me when you see the, the riots of the summer and all these so-called activists here in America. And I say, what if, if I, I guarantee you, if you look at all these people's lives, and you blow their lives open, what have they done for anybody? What have they done for their neighbors? What have they done 
to sacrifice of themselves and time and energy and effort to make anybody's life better. And, and maybe they're not at fault. Maybe they're weaponized by people who get a hold of them emotionally and just weaponize them and push them out the door. But the reality is they haven't spent the due diligence, the time, the soul wrestling that comes when you, you care about big issues, that you have to really wrestle with your soul and you have to really fight because it, you know it, it's complex. Modern life is very complex and it's not black and white. When you look at any issue, and, and, and you gotta be, have a certain level of sensitivity to understand the complexity, to see the human and try to understand what led them there, but also know where, where they will be better off and, and understand and look in the mirror yourself and go, I have my own blind spots. So let me be humble as I approach this because who am I to act any haughtier than anybody else? So you, having a sense of humility, and that comes with experience, time, and, and self-reflection and honesty by the grace of God. But I think all those kind of things have prepared me to be able to take do the stands, but it's also allowed me to be strong enough because when the, when the hate has come in, when the mm -hmm. threats have come in, um, it, it, I've been prepared for that. And I've and, 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 and I got a history of things that I've had to, to go through to, to get there. Um, so, you know, being faithful in little things and trusting God in your daily walk will, you never know where it's going to lead you. Do you think this whole pandemic story is a spiritual war? Absolutely. I, I, I think at the end of the day, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, uh, uh, powers of wickedness and, you know, in high places. I definitely think it's a spiritual war and it's an indoctrination. It's it's people's hard drives have been totally corrupted and indoctrinated. And it's just amazing when I talk to people about simple facts and data, how they can just turn that. I mean, just turn it around and no matter what you tell them, they just will not receive it because they've just closed themselves off. It's been politicized, but at a deeper level, it's spiritualized and it's 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 a masterpiece of deception. It's really been a masterpiece of deception, and and I I think that has to come from a very high level. Even the even the architects of this social engineering, I don't think they could even take credit for this. When man believes in God, he believes there's a power greater than himself that created him. And when man believes in a Christian God, he believes that he can never attain that, that it has to be given to him, because he comes to his senses. The Holy Spirit comes into your life. And you look at life, and even when you get haughty or something, you get taught a lesson because God in you kind of brings you to that realization and you realize, no matter how good I am, no matter how much good I do, I can't rest my laurels as a person on that because I become prideful and I become a beast. So you're constantly being brought back to the place of humility. God's in control, so I trust him. And if somebody disagrees with me, I'm not going to force them because God's in control. He can lead them to that understanding. I'm going to try to be the, the best example and light I can. And I believe truth is powerful enough. When man doesn't believe in God, and prior to the belief of, of evolution, you know, there was misunderstanding or different beliefs, but there was a belief in, 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 in a creator. There were, you know, now with the theory of evolution, and I could go through that whole Pandora's box, but we have grown up into a totally secular postmodern society 
that man doesn't believe in a creator or a God or hates him because it's, it doesn't fit with his worldview and the desires he has. And for those who have climbed the ladder through family and bloodlines or money or successes they've achieved, there's nothing to keep them humble. And most of these guys get to a point that think, look how smart and great I am. What are the world's problems? I will solve them. And I have dealt with a lot of very wealthy people who I've, I've fortunate to become friends with, and I've seen all types, but what, what, what is relevant for those who don't have a spiritual life is they, even though they think much about people, when you come face to face, they, they, they'll acknowledge and they, they don't see the real value and they don't understand the struggles of the, of the somebody they consider smaller than them. You know, to them, they're just in the way or they're an employee or they're, you know, mm. so there becomes that disconnect of them and us. And so the spiritual sense is that's 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 Lucifer's. And, and you have a lot of Luciferians, arguably, that that are beginning openly to share their doctrine is I'm going to do this my way. I think I know what's better and I am going to play God. And by playing God, I'm going to depopulate. I'm going to force everybody for their own good into whatever system, you know, China with their credits, social credit system. They think they're doing it the right way and they're going to keep everybody in line and for the greater good. Um, anytime you hear for the greater good, you got to yeah. worry. Um, and and I think that's I think that's the basis of the spiritual warfare where it's just man without God trying to create utopia on earth his way without counting God into his own creation and man without God trying to create utopia when he makes mistakes he can't ever admit he makes a mistake so he has to double down the vaccine doesn't work we need a third booster vaccine third booster don't work we need a fourth booster fourth booster don't work we need to give you 20 of those suckers because he will never backtrack there's never any humility to get back to the source of the problem and they're never going to give it up so mm -hmm. i think you're 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 they're too invested and too far gone now to turn back and they can't admit they were ever wrong and those of us who who are believers or just people with some simple humanity and goodness left we look yeah. at other people and we don't we, any anytime you think that you have a right to force or coerce things on anybody else you know i i heard the saying never in history did any group of people try to coerce and first any other group of people turn out to be that they were the good guys right you know and and and, and in and in a nutshell that's how i see it do you think though that over the last what 18 months there has been an awakening of of sorts i think so at the same time there's been a digging in which has been really fascinating to me where i expected more people to wake up people on the eye position because they've done such a masterful job of politicizing it and controlling what they call legacy media here legacy media here mm. which is all of it they have people are digging themselves in deeper and deeper they're doubling down and even the people or deceived are following their spiritual leaders in doubling down. Mm. 
you've got like a Sylvester Stallone kind of twang to your voice. Am I am I am I on point? It's the Italian in me. It's the Italian. <laughs> my, my 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 dad my dad is full Italian. My mom is Cuban, full Cuban. But I was raised with my Cuban family. But my dad's genes, if you know my dad, if anybody that knows my dad, my dad is a bull. And his genes have been pretty strong. And uh, my mom, too. She's a pretty tough lady. So uh, <laughs> uh, I hope that's uh, a compliment. <laughs> it, it's a compliment. If you ever saw Lord of the Rings, I joke yes. with my mom all the time, right? And when uh, Merlin, the, the I can't remember, the, the, the magician, and he stands and that big demon's coming over. And he's got his staff and he crushes it and he says, you shall not pass. Yes. I always joke with my mom. I said, that's you. <laughs> In front of you, there's a crystal ball. What do you see? Wow. You know, my worldview is shaped biblically. And I see Revelation 13 falling into place. I can go into a lot of explanation to show how that works. But you see the system for a mark of the beast, man without God creating a utopia, trying to micromanage and control and manipulate and control everything because he's got no grace in his life. He doesn't have room mm -hmm. for it. I see that system coming into place. I feel we're going to get a bit of an awakening in my, in my, in my soul and my gut. I think we're going to get a reprieve. I, 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 I liken it to when for, for, for us who wanted religious freedoms and we saw them prior to Trump being stripped away and we were being demonized as Christians and and it was a tough go and we thought it was going to slide very fast. Um, when Trump got elected, he made it okay, you know, whether I didn't agree with all the people he was bringing into the White House claiming, you know, the pastors and stuff, a lot of them are, mm -hmm. are out there. And, but he did give us the space to breathe religiously and feel it was okay. And that was a nice reprieve. But yet, many people in our culture misunderstood it and we thought everything was going to be fine. It'd win again. And at least we'd have that breathing room while everybody else was having Trump derangement. And I liken that to the sense of I feel we're going to get a, 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 these mandates, I think, are going to fall apart. I, uh, but it's going to anger the other side and they're going to be ready for a fight. And I think if we're not if we're not proactive and we're not learning how to stand for ourselves, I, I fear we're going to get, it's going to come in like a flood. Um, at the end of the day, from my biblical view, I know these are the cycles of history and we've seen empires come and go. And now this last cycle is worldwide. Mm. Whatever that time frame looks like, um, God's going to have enough with all this because he's allowed everybody's freedom of choice and the choices people are making are leading to all this, you know, it's self-imposed pretty much. And I think at some point the music stops and it's over. Um, and, and, and I expect Christ's return. So ultimately in my crystal ball, I say, that's what I see. And I want to be right with him. Um, in a short term, I think we might get a reprieve here and an awakening. And uh, I hope that leads to a, a lot of, of good things um, for at least for a little bit and, and, and hopefully get
get rid of career politicians around the world who are there just to benefit themselves, who are enriching themselves, who couldn't give a darn about anybody else on what, whatever they're claiming to be. It's, it's all about them. I think we start with taking those people away. I don't think systems need to be completely broken down. They just need, there needs to be a change of heart. You know, the, the, the big problem I have with CRT, critical race theory, is that it totally makes some people righteous and some people unrighteous mm-hmm. based on identification, skin color, or what have you. You know, and that's the Marxist, right? The oppressed and the oppressors and all that, that uh, intersectionality. But at the end of the day, it's the hearts. If the hearts don't change, nothing else changes. Mm. We don't need to break down and redo all the systems. We need changed hearts. Change hearts will change everything and how we do it without tearing it down. And for young people who are listening, you don't have to burn it all down to get to a better place. I know there's a lot of young people that are instinctively looking at the system and going, none of this is working. We got to burn it all down. Mm. And no, we need to change our hearts. And it starts with us in the mirror, working on our hearts and ourselves with humility, and then going back to our jobs in our in our neighborhoods and our families or whatever that is and making an impactful change. And that will change everything. And, uh, I'm hopeful there. I'm always hopeful there. I trust that that the fight will go your way. I I I feel it is. I feel I feel it is. It's not going to be easy. Uh, a saying that I hold on to dearly is, uh, "Faith doesn't make it easy; it mm. makes it possible." I will chat to you soon. Thank you for your time. Look forward to it. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for talking. Bye, everybody. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.